just have to be obedient to what he says and do what he says. And we just thank him. We praise him for his word. After we finish the word, we need to share some things about some upcoming events that we want to talk about for all of us to be participants of. But we're going to go to the book of Jonah. It's a while back, I God had given me a word about Jonah. Miss Christine came and she spoke about Jonah, and Prophetess Christine, and of course, and then I laid it aside. And a few days ago, the Lord just told me to pick it back up and go in a different area, but, but the Lord knows. He knows what he's, what he's doing. He knows. I'm just vessel to follow, crazy enough to follow. <laughs> just crazy enough to follow. We're going to start at chapter number one in the book of Jonah. We're going to go some places, not too many places, but we're going to go some places to slip up um, the ground rules. Let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight. Yes. We thank you, Father, for allowing us to assemble ourselves here together once again. We thank you, Father God, because it's good for brethren to dwell together in unity. And Father God, you acknowledge that in your word. And Father, we thank you for our brothers and sisters that are here. And Father God, we, we draw strength from one another. And Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Father God, because we see the light of you in each one, God. And we just give your name praise and glory. We thank you, Father God, when I'm leaning and need a prop. You, you've got my brothers and sisters there to, to help me to straighten up. And God, we say thank you for that, Lord. Now, Father, we pray in Jesus' name that you would just take us and use us for your glory. We pray, Father God, your word will be a word that will sow within our spirits, that nothing fall into our flesh. And Father God, help us to, to, to carry out your word. Help us to be doers of your word and not just hearers only. And Father, we thank you. We thank you for it right now. We love you tonight. We give your name praise and glory. This we ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. Beginning at chapter number one, Beginning at verse number one, a couple of verses we're going to read before we go to the book of Genesis. Verse one in chapter one says, Now the what? Word. The word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Now the word Amittai means truth. So that means Jonah means representing the son, he's the builder of truth. The word of the Lord always comes to the builder of truth. And this is the message. The first thing he's in, the instructions are is to arise, meaning to get up. Get up. Go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it. For their wickedness is come up before me. We want to deal with the city about, about Nineveh. Let's go to Genesis chapter number 10 so we can lay some uh, ground rules, some base work uh, about uh, Nineveh. Genesis chapter number 10. Chapter number 10. So we're going to look at this thing about <clears throat> Nineveh. Nineveh. Because when we research Nineveh, it derives from uh, Nimrod. Dealt with in the very beginning. Uh, verse number 8 in chapter 10 in the book of Genesis, verse 8 says, And Cush 
chapter 10, verse number 8. And Cush, which means black, not meaning not in the sense of colored skin, but black meaning darkness or obscurity. It says, to be a mighty one in the earth. Verse 9 says, he was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Wherefore it is said, even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. Now the word Nimrod there means rebellious. Means rebellious. Hmm. Rebellious. Because Nimrod arrived or derived from this. And verse 10 says, and the beginning, meaning the first fruit, beginning means the first fruit of his kingdom, talking about Nimrod, that spirit of rebellion, the, the, the first fruit of his kingdom was, what's that next word? Babel. In other words, Babel means confusion. You remember the Tower of Babel? So his kingdom, the first thing that was set up was the spirit of confusion. So God says, when we look at the city of Nineveh, God says Nineveh represents false religion. False religion. Because when you look at verse number 10 in Genesis uh, chapter 10, you understand that the first fruit of his kingdom was Babel. And Babel means confusion. And any time we begin to operate in confusion, that means that's a false religion. That's a false religion. That's, that's, a false, that's not what God says in his word. God says he is not the author of confusion. So let's go back to the book of Jonah. So the title the Lord gave me in regards to this is the spirit of rebellion. The spirit. Rebellion is the spirit. Because he, he tells him to go to Nineveh. And, and he says to us, uh, Nineveh is representing a false religion. So I, I, I thought about that thing and I meditated on it and I said, now Lord, what are you saying to us? What are you saying to HOB? What are you saying to the body of Christ? And specifically, Lord, what are you saying to us as a body? And this is what the Lord says to me. He says, Brenda, he said, what I have called and required for this body to do is do that cross-cultural ethnic event. And I said, okay, God, I understand that. He said, no, brother, you don't understand. He said, because there's a false religion out there. And he says, if you really take time to look at things exactly how they are, Wednesdays and Sundays is the most segregated time when it comes down to church. Amen. Amen. When, when you look at it, I, I, and he took me back and he said, he said, brother, I want you to look. He said, I want you to look. He said, even though people will allow their old churches to be used by someone else, another race of people, it's still segregated. He said, just think about it. He said, so what I have called for this body to do, and God said, it don't take a whole lot. He said, it just takes me and a few willing folk to do it. That's all it takes. He says, what's happening is there are some barriers that has to be broken down. And then today the Lord spoke to me. He said, Now, Brother, think about it. He said, In the world, there's no longer segregation in schools. Y'all remember that? When there used to be a black school, there used to be a white school. Amen. And all of a sudden, you know, they, they changed that and they began to integrate. Amen. I said, Okay, God. Then he said, Think about even the restaurant.
restaurant. She said, everybody can go up in the restaurant and sit down and eat and fellowship with one another. But then he says, now look at the body of Christ. Look at the church. He said, the church still has some barriers that the world has broken down. Every now and then you may find some churches that, that is operating where there's a mixture of different races. He said, but you don't find very many of them. He said, but there are some barriers that has to be broken down. It's a false religion. You know, somebody says, well, this is all we got left. This is the national This is all we got left. You know, if our churches begin to be integrated, then we no longer we still you know, have our own. No, no. It's not about our way, it's about God's way. And when we get to heaven, it won't be our way. It's going to be God's way. And God's way is that we all worship together. Listen, the buildings are bigger than when we all can come together and worship together. Why do we still got to be segregated, God says? So he says, we got to, we got to make sure we get on our P's and Q's and understand that he has a mission for us. is to tear down those barriers that still exist in the body of Christ. Amen. In the body of Christ. Still exist in the body of Christ. But then, of course, you know, sometimes we like to be like Jonah. We like to be rebellious. Mmm, rebellious. Okay, I'm going to read for the reading verse number three, just for reading, so we can get a gist of what we're going next. Verse three in chapter one says, after he gets his instructions. Now, see, God has given us some instructions already. You know, today, today, I made a call to New York City. And this, there's someone that always kind of supports us uh, especially with mission trips, and and, and I, I, I asked for, for a donation. And see, uh, we're going to talk Sunday, and you all going to be doing the same thing I did today. Amen. We're going to get bold about this thing. Amen. Because this is the Lord's work. This is the Lord's work. So, first thing he asked me, he says, um, uh, Did you pray about that? And I told him what it was. Yes, sir, I did pray. And he said, What did God say? And I told him what God said. And, and, and the funny thing about this, he said, well, how do you know God said that? And God responded to the answer. And when I began to tell him how everything took place, when the call was made about a, a prisoner that need a, need a visit, need a pastoral visit, and a conversation came up with the Baptist Network about the event in 2011, lo and behold, they were doing the same thing in 2012, and said, okay, we want to we support y'all, we want to help you, we want to we wanna come together and do whatever we can to do. Yeah. Okay, and I shared that. He said, okay. So then I said to him, I said, you know, we've been trying to get on the TV station, and lo and behold, uh, a week ago, we went, to, we went to a football game, we went to the stadium, and I said, lo and behold, the conversation that we were having coming up the highway, when we get there at that stadium, out of all those people, we buy our tickets at that place, and guess who's sitting on the same road we're sitting on, right beside my son-in-law? And he said, well, who? I said, the very man that we've been trying to get in touch with to get on the TV station. He said, yeah, I believe that's God. He said, yeah, I believe that's God. So he said, well, send me some paper. Send me some information about it. So we know that it's God. See, when God begins to orchestrate things and we follow him, there is no way we can go wrong. There's no way. But we don't want to have the spirit of John. Verse number three says this in chapter one. 
three things. But Jonah rose up to do what? In other words, jump off the ship. So God says, how many of us can jump off the ship and, and not do the mission that God has called for us to do? God even took me back to Martin Luther King. He said, you may not never see the results in your, in your life, lifetime, but if you be the pioneer, thou will, somebody will know, you are part of that, that pioneer group that broke down those barriers. Listen, we've got some places that still messed up. And, and the sad part is, the church that's supposed to be out front is the first ones. Amen. 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 Next time you ride around on Sunday morning, you check and see, watch and see what you see. Then you'll understand what God is saying. Because he wants to open our eyes. So he said, if he rolls up the fleet, takes off. Don't want to do it. Don't want to do it. I'm too cautious from the presence of the Lord. Now you know, we cannot get away from the presence of the Lord. And the Lord will re reveal that. He said, and went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish, so he paid the fare thereof. You don't mind paying and think he's going to get away from God. Don't work that way. And went down into it to go with them in unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. We cannot get away from the presence of the Lord. Now, verse number 17 in chapter number 1, this is what we're going to basically deal with some things. So we're talking about the spirit of rebellion. But even though we go through some things, God says, there's something I want to show you. Verse number 17, and we know the, the, the upper part of the story about, about Jonah, but there's something that God says in verse number 17. Shows you something. He says, now the Lord had what? Prepared a great fish. Now, we understand what, what, what the story is about Jonah, but this is what God gave me. He said, now that word fish that represents truth. Hmm. Okay, Lord. Said, now the Lord had prepared a great truth to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah means dove, but it also means peace. So, first thing has to happen when we are in a rebellious state, we've got to be swallowed up by the truth. We've got to be swallowed up by truth. And it says, and Jonah was in the belly, meaning the heart of the fish, and the heart of truth, three days and three nights. God said, the things that have to happen, there's got to be a resurrection of truth. And what's parallel with the resurrection of truth is adversity. Hmm. It talks about nights. That's, that's adversity. So that's going to run parallel with, with truth. Truth and adversity. It's going to run parallel. Because see, when you're rebellious, you always try to get away. But it don't work that way. Mm -mm. But we've got to be consumed by the truth. Now, in chapter 2, Verse number one says, Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish belly. Out, the first time he prays is out of the, the belly or from the heart of truth. First petition is made is out of the spirit of truth, out of the heart of truth. You know how it is when you go through, you know, you know when, when you're really going through, and, and, and what happens is when we begin to pray, that first prayer, when we, I mean, when it's hard time, when it's really hard time, we'll, we'll really get serious with God. It'll come from the belly of truth that's within us. But watch what happens later on. Because first, remember now, our first petition is out of the belly or out of the heart of truth. Now, verse number two, verse two says, and said, I cried. The word cried means that to call out. Cried or called out by reason of what? Mind what? 
Why are we going to wait until we go through before we call on God? The, the, the cry, the call came when he says, uh, by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord. And he did what? He Even though we're in a rebellious state, he said, he still will hear. But there's some things you have to go through. All right. He said, and he heard me. And out of the, the belly of where? Hell. Look at the progression. Hmm. Out of the belly, out of the heart of hell, cried I, and thou heardest my voice. He went from, you see, when, you were, when we're in a rebellious state, we'll go from that, from, from the belly of, of truth, crying out to God. And as the progression comes, now what's happening is we're crying out from the heart of hell. And God describes it. But let's go to Psalms 120. Let's go to Psalms 120. We're moving right along and we're probably going to be done shortly. Psalms 120. Psalms 120. Talking about that rebellious spirit. Man, because God has called for us to do a mission. Psalms 120, verse number one. Are we there? Verse one says, In my distress, I cried. In my distress. Still going through. (laughs) In my distress, I cried, I called out unto the Lord, and look how gracious he is. He heard me. <laughs> That's the graciousness of God. Verse 2 says, Deliver my soul, O Lord, from what? And from what? Deliver my soul. Deliver my inner being. Deliver me from my emotions. My soul is my mind, will, and emotions. Deliver me from my lying lips. Mm. You know how we make God promises, and we'll get to that too. You know how we make God promises. When we want God to do something for us, we know what we know. We tell a whole lot of lies to God, but He know we lie. And so the first thing here that, that, that there is a prayer of repentance of saying, Deliver me from, deliver my soul, O oh Lord, from lying lips. Mm. Read my lips. The lying lips. First thing we we'll do, deliver me from lying lips. And from a deceitful tongue. Deceitful. Jesus. Hmm. But verse 3 says, What shall be given unto thee? Or what shall be done unto thee, thou false tongue? You know what's going to happen with a false tongue and lying lips? Verse 4 says, Sharp arrows of the who? Sharp arrows, piercing of the arrows of the mighty. With coals of uh, of Jupiter, Juno, Juniper, which means pain. What you gonna get is pain, pain. And verse five says, "Woe is me." Woe means grief. That I watch this. That I sojourn in Mesa. That I dwell in the tents of Kedar. Now, the that word sojourn there it says, "Woe is me." Grief is me that I sojourn. Sojourn means to turn aside from the road or the purpose of God. You let me turn aside from the road or the purpose of God. And it says in meset. Meset means sowing. So in other words, we turn, we turn aside. We let that road or the purpose of God of, of sowing. And then it says that I dwelt in the tent, in the mind, the, the tent represents the mind. I dwelt in Kedah. Kedah means darkness. Hmm. 
To die, it means it means dumb. So when you turn aside from from the road that God has called for us to travel on, or the purpose of God, we find ourselves in darkness. Hmm. Then verse six says, "My soul have long dwelt with Him that do what." If we are in darkness, naturally we'll hate peace. And God has been speaking to us about peace. And it's something that the enemy does not like because it's coming. It hated peace. That's why whenever God brings forth the word about peace, all hell breaks loose. All hell breaks loose. Whenever you start talking about peace, you can rest assured the enemy shows up at your door. And so he just open the door. He don't just show up at the door. He open the door and sometimes come on right on in. And sometimes if our mind is not right, that tent, and we're still in darkness, we allow him to come in. And I heard somebody say, he'll take a front row seat right up in your house. Yes, That's what happens. That's what he'll do. He, he takes that opportunity. And verse 7 says, I am for peace. Even though we're for peace. He said, I am for peace. But when I speak, they are for war. Anytime the adversary comes in, he wants to take something. Mm -hmm. he's, he's, at, he's at war. Now, let's go back to the book of John. Let's go back to John. Let's go back to John. Okay, talking about those afflictions. Talking about that spirit. He's in, he's in now, the second request he's crying out from is from the belly of hell. A belly of hell. Belly of hell. Verse 3 says, For thou hast cast me, he's talking to the Lord, for thou hast cast me into the deep, in the midst of the seas, and the floods come past me about. All thy billows and thy waves passed over me. Now that word flood there has many meanings, but it also means prosperity, and it also means abundant life. You know, we can be surrounded, compassed, surrounded with prosperity and abundant life and what will happen will be the last part of verse 3 all thy billows and thy waves pass over me we can have we can be surrounded or enclosed we can have abundant life all around us and it still can pass over us when we're in the spirit of operating in the spirit of rebellion <laughs> and it's, it's awesome it's awful to be surrounded with the abundant life all around, you can see the abundant life everywhere else, upon everybody else, and then all of a sudden it's passing you over. Mm. So that's when we have to check ourselves. We have to check ourselves. Now let's go to Psalms. Yeah, Psalms 88. I think this is my Psalms 88. Psalms 88. Psalms 88. Psalms 88. Yeah. Psalms 88. Psalms 88. Don't be there. Psalms 88. And verse number three, we're going to begin with verse number three. Well, I guess I need to use, I can read the first two, but I really want to give you the last three or four. Verse one says in Psalms 88, O Lord God of my salvation, I have cried day and night before thee. Let my prayer come before thee, incline thine ear unto my cry. Verse three says, For my soul is full of trouble, mine will be moved. Is full of trouble, and my life draweth nigh unto the where? Great. The grave. Watch these next two verses. I am counted with them that go down into the pit. I am as a man 
that hath no strength. Verse 5. What's that first word in verse 5? That first word is what now? Free among the what? How in the world can you be free among the dead? Free of, listen, look at this, look at this, hey, listen to this. So you're free among the dead. You're dead. Free among the dead, like the slain that lie in the grave. Whom thou rememberest no more, and they are cut off from, they, from thy hand. I mean, I, I looked at that verse and I said, my God. Walking, you know, they talk about the walking dead. You dead man walking. See, so you're free among the dead, free among, free among. You walk, you're, you're in the midst of everything dead, and you're walking around free, and you're amongst the dead. Ain't nothing happened. Free, free among the dead. Like the, those that, in other words, like the slain, like those that are dead. That light and grave, that's how you are when you're in a rebellious spirit. Amen. I'm like, Jesus, help, Lord. Help me, deliver me is what I saw when I read that. Then verse 6 says, Thou hast laid me in the lowest pit in darkness in the deeps. The wrath, thy wrath, lieth hard upon me, and thou hast thus what? Afflicted me with all thy rage. God can put some on us, y'all. And we're operating that rebellious spirit. Now, let's go back to Jonah, chapter 2. Go back to Jonah. Now, verse 4 says this. There is hope. Now, there is hope. There, there is hope. Because that, verse 4 says, Then I said, remember, you know when you're like that walking, you could be like that walking dead free, but you're walking among the dead. Hmm, not among the living. Then I said, I am cast out of thy sight. When you're going through, you know, we say a whole lot of things. That's why we shouldn't say nothing when we're in pain. Going through. Mm. But watch the glimpse of hope. He says, yet, I will look again. <laughs> Even though the situation don't look like nothing, it does not look like it's going to come out. You know, no matter, even though the symptoms are there, no matter what, what nobody say, no matter how difficult, difficult it may be, you got to get to that place to say, yet, no matter what you see, I'm going to look again. Because see, when you look again, you'll see something different. You'll see something different now. You'll see something different. You'll see something different. Now, I've got to go to Lamentations. Got to go to Lamentations. Lamentations, chapter number three. Lamentations is right after Jeremiah. Lamentations is right, the book right after Jeremiah. Lamentations, chapter number three. Lamentations. Okay. Chapter yeah. three. Yeah, because that's when we say so we have to be careful when we're speaking. Because see, one thing we, we we've got to really know and understand: words are powerful. The scripture says, "Death and life." It doesn't say life and death. It says, "Death and life is in the power of the tongue." Now, listen. We, we got to look again because it, then it says in in Lamentations chapter three, verse number eighteen, it says. And I said, I said, I said, not thought, I said, my strength and my hope is perished from the Lord, remembering my affliction and my misery. That's what you we recall when we're in a uh, rebellious state. We remember our afflictions and our misery. It says, the warm, warm wood and the dark. 
Verse 20 says, my soul hath them still in remembrance. Some things we need to turn loose. And is humbled in me. And then sometimes when you remember some things, they'll make you humble. Okay? Then verse 21 says this. This is what it's hope again. This I recall to my mind. Therefore have I hope. You see, even though all these situations, all these circumstances may take place, when we can begin to recall the good things to, and, 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 and humbleness, to this I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. Verse 22 says, it is of the Lord's what? The Lord's mercies, not his mercy, but the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassion fail not. See, that's that glimpse of hope when you're going through. See, you gotta think on the mercies of God. And we'll see, we'll see on down there why we get to think on the mercies of God. He said, and it's because of the mercies of God that we are not consumed. For his compassion faileth not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. See, we've got to recall God's word when we're going through. We've got to recall it. We've got to understand that his mercies are new every morning. So whatever happened today, you know, no matter what it was, I can't hardly wait for tomorrow because at least I got new mercies in the morning. So that's the mindset. That's why we need to change the way we think. We got to change the way we think. Let's go back to John. Let's go back to John. Go back to John. And, and he gives a glimpse of hope. Sometimes, you know, and, and, and when we're going through, God will give us a glimpse of hope. See, he said, I will look again. Verse 1. Yet I will look again. No matter what I see, he said, yet I will look again. But where am I going to look toward? The holy temple. Verse 4, back in the book of Jonah, you know, chapter number 2. He says, I will look again. But what we got to look to, a look toward is the holy temple. We've got to look within ourselves for the temple of God. Can't look to the world. Can't look to the world. Because if, you want to, if we want deliverance, we've got to look to the holy temple. See, that's why when you're going through, you've got to press your way to get with your brothers and sisters. Because that's how you draw your strength. You, you can't just sit there and look to each other. Just as soon as you get yourself up. I'm a devil. I'm, I'm, we got, I got myself out of place. My brothers and sisters are there. You know what happens? Who's your friend? Absolutely. And then you get to each other. People whisper. Now, listen, I'm going to show I know it. Now, and most of us, we all know truth. We all been there. Amen. He will whisper. He will tell you some stuff. No, you know what I'm saying? Because see, we're so bad or bad, we believe in lies and death. Can't do that. Can't do that. That's why we got to draw strength from one another. We got to draw strength from one another. We have to. We got to draw strength. We got to look toward the He told us where to look. Oftentimes, when we go through, we go, we go to the world. Now, let me tell you something. If, 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 Every night and then, and not most time, I'm gonna tell you something. The world will not give you good godly advice. There ain't no way. They don't know about the goodness of Jesus. Uh uh. They're not gonna give you godly advice. No. You, the word of God says you look toward the holy temple. You can, and then that's what we have to do. You got to look toward the holy temple. You can't look to the world. You've got to look to God, especially when you're going through. When you're going through. Now, verse number five says, watch what's happened. Now, he's, he's, he's going through. Verse five says, the waters 
compassed me about, even to the soul. The death closed me round about. The weeds was wrapped about my head. He's in a bad way. He's in prison. Verse 6 says, I went, where'd he go? Down to the bottom. Let me tell you something. The further you get away from God, the further you will go down. Amen. The further we get away from God, the further we're going to go down. And, and Mr. Mary said something Sunday, and 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 and, and, and this will be obvious. This will be obvious now. When God speaks something now, and if it catches my spirit, I hold on to that thing. Amen. And he said, he said, you can be looking for God, uh -huh. but you can still be back there. Yeah, yeah, you can still see God, but you can't fall into away from God. And that thing stayed in my spirit. And the reason why it stayed in my spirit because it's true. You still, I can see that door, but I'm further from that door. But if I was closer to that door, then it'd be okay. But if that God represents that door, and I'm way back here, and I'm still going down, I'm falling from the way from God. That's why we have to stay close to the Lord. We've got to stay close. Because here, he's talking about, he said, I went down to the bottoms, not just one bottom, to the bottoms of the mountain. And look, and this is how it gets. I mean, it says, he goes on and he describes it. He says, the earth with her balls. My God. The earth with her balls were about me for how long? Forever. You know, the enemy's going to tell us, he'll tell you right quick, you're going to be in this condition forever. No, no. Now, you know how it is when you, now, y'all, you might as well get you, you might as well get you. When you're going through the death and talking, he's telling you, yes, I'm going to be forever. You'll never have them, you'll never not have them. And if we're not careful, we will listen to what the enemy saying. Well, listen to that. Can't, can't do that. Can't, can't do that. He, he, he talks about, he describes that thing. I was like, my God. Then he says, he talks about forever. He said, yet have thou brought up, praise God, my life from corruption. Oh, my God. Now, watch the next few verses. Verse 7 says, when my soul fainted within me, what did he do? So God said, when, when, when we feel like we're about to faint, because he always tells us, don't get weary in our well-doing, he said, remember me. Just remember me. See, when we're when we out, when we're going to get out here on, on the grid line and, and begin to, 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 to raise the finances that we need to bring off the event, and when we get tired and we want to stop and don't want to do don't want to ask no more. God said, remember me. And he said, the reason why you won't remember him is because he has called and orchestrated for this thing to be so. Remember, you're breaking down barriers. But barriers that, 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 that's been set up. He says, you remember me. He said, remember me. Remember me. He said, remember the Lord. And my prayer came in unto thee, into thine what? Holy temple. Hmm. And what's verse 8? Verse 8 says, They that observe means to listen or heed to. Lying vanities. <laughs> they that listens or heed to. Lying vanities. What do they do? Forsake their own mercy. When we listen to the lies of the devil, we forsake the mercy of God. That's strong. That's rich. See, can't listen to them. <laughs> they that observe, they that have heed to, you know, they'll tell lies. <laughs> you, know, you know, the book says he's the father of lies. He can't do nothing but tell lies. 
But when, when we, when we listen, he say, observe, when you just listen to them lying vanity, this emptiness, he full, he, he's full stuff. That's what he is. He's, he's nothing but air. He said, when we heed those lying vessels, those vanities, we forsake mercy. Our own mercy that God has for us. That new mercy that God has for us every day. We, we, we forsake that. Oh my Jesus, I don't want to forsake that. I shut down the mouth of the enemy, Lord. Shut down the Thank mouth you, of the enemy. Don't help me not to believe the lies of the devil. Because he always come with lies. And they just as empty as they can be. He ain't got nothing. He ain't got nothing. There ain't no substance in that. It's just holler. Just holler. Verse number nine. And we're, we're closing. We got two verses. We're closing. The Holy Ghost. Verse number nine says, watch this. But this is what we're going to do. That's us. In a vision. Perfect thing. But I will sacrifice. Unto me. You ready to pay up now, y'all? But I, after we go through so much, we're ready to pay up now. You know, when God let us go down to the ball. We start telling baby God, telling God what we're gonna do, what we and then after a while God calls you. Okay, he'll call you now. Verse 9 says, But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of what? Thanksgiving. Been set free. Thanksgiving. You just a little light. You just said the light now. I will pay that I have what? Mmm. He says, salvation is of the Lord. Now let's go to one more scripture. Ecclesiastes. Talking about these vows. Yeah. Talking about these vows. He said, I'm a pain. Now he's he, he, he talking now. He's he talking. Ecclesiastes is after the book of Proverbs. Ecclesiastes, chapter number five. Chapter number five. So he said, he said, I will pay that that I have vowed. Anybody made any vows? And about when you're going through and begging God, you know, you know, I'm just like I used to do. You know, you know, when you, you know, when you, when your finances is that tight, you didn't know how you're gonna make, make, make ends meet, and your bills do. And you know, you messed up your money. So Lord, if you get me, I just, I promise you, Lord, I, I won't go back there. I won't get that no more. I promise you, Lord. I, as soon as God deliver us, as soon as He deliver us, we go right back. You get me out of debt, God, I promise you, I, I won't go back in debt no more. I'll become debt-free. Just as soon as God frees our finances, what do we do? What do we do? We go back into debt. And we're back in the same situation. Reason why I can talk about it? Being dead and done. So I can tell you how it is. We find this house over and over and over. Tell God all kind of life. Finally, I got some sense. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Ghost. Finally, I've got some sense. Ecclesiastes chapter number five. Let's begin with, with verse number one. Verse one says, Keep thy foot when thou goest to the house of God. Ecclesiastes is after the book of Proverbs. And be more ready to do what? Yeah. Ooh. Be more ready to hear. Listen. Than to give the what? Sacrifice of, of a what? A sacrifice of a fool. He said, when you go into the house of God, be ready to hear. Why? Because I'm going to get some instruction. Because I'm, as soon as I go out that door, I'm going to meet, oh, before you go out that door, I'm going to meet the adversary. So I need to have the word of God so I know how to come back to enemy. Than to give the sacrifices of fools, for they consider not that they do evil. 
Well, we're not listening, and we're offering, and running off of the mountain. We're doing evil. Verse 2 says, here we go with the vine. Be not what? Rash. with thy mouth. And let not thine heart be hasty to alter anything before God. For God is in heaven, and thou upon earth. Therefore, let thy words be few. Hmm. Verse 4 says, When thou vowest a vow unto God, defer not to do what? Boy, the Lord had a whole lot of broken promises, hadn't he? Promise. He had some for me. That's what the book says. When thou vowest a vow unto God, because when we make vows, we make no vows to God. God says, defer not to pay it, for he had uh-oh, for he had no pleasure in what? In food. Pay that which thou hast vowed. See, John over here in verse number nine, he said, he said, first thing he said, I will pay that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. Verse 10 says, and the Lord spake unto the unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. Want to read chapter 3, verse number 1. Talking about fish representing truth. Truth will speak out. You'll be able to release it. Verse number 1 says this in chapter 3. Verse 1 says, and the what? Very first thing that we said in chapter number 1. And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah. The what time? Second time. Second time. How many times does God have to speak to us before we do what he tells us to do? And he gives the same instruction. Saying, arise, go unto Nineveh, that great city, false religion, and preach unto it the what? Preaching that I bid thee. Don't make up your own stuff. But what I tell you to do, that's what you do. Yes. Now let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen.